I guess we're all affected a little bit differently by what the Lord has done for us. This morning, I want to introduce a new song to you guys. And it just talks about how God's love never stops chasing us down. And the reason we're here and the reason we're singing these songs and the reason we're praising God the way we are is because he loved us first. And how can we help but not give it back to him? tasted, I have seen the realness of your love for me. It's written on your hands and feet. It's all the evidence I'll ever need. Sing this, it goes like this. Your love is better than life I can't even wrap my mind around it One day, even your house Is better than a thousand elsewhere Your love keeps on running Running, keeps on running after me Keeps on running, running Keeps on running after me Now there's no one that can take your place Oh, there's nothing that can separate, no Oh, how high, how wide, how deep is your love The greatest love the world has ever seen, yeah Than a thousand hours. 
Father, we're so thankful that your faithfulness and your love will never stop. God, you're always chasing after us. No matter how far we've run or turned away from you, that single step is all we need to return to your arms. So God, this morning we worship you as the loving, and faithful God that you are. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Church, you have a seat. 
Well, good morning and welcome to Anastasia Church. Um, I have to say y'all almost sounded as good as our kids' praise kids that were singing. We are so glad that you are joining us today for worship. Um, If this is your first time here, I want to say a special welcome to you. I hope that you will stop by our welcome desk out in the atrium. We have a gift for you. You can also fill out our digital connect card by either scanning the QR code on the screen or texting the number 904-441-6900 and text the word connect. That will pull up our digital connect card. It's also a great way if you have a prayer request that you can send our pastors and ministry staff pray over those each and every week. So thank you for trusting us um, with your prayer requests. A few announcements we have happening here at Anastasia. On Sunday the 24th, we are having a very special beach baptism. If you have never been to a beach baptism, I want to encourage you to show up. We'll be um, down by 10th Street, and it's just a wonderful time of fellowship, encouraging new believers in their walk with the Lord. But also, if you have not yet taken that next step of faith, Um, and you just felt the Holy Spirit tugging at your heart saying, it's time. I want to encourage you to see one of our counselors after this service. We would love to have you be a part of our beach baptism happening next Sunday. Also, in just two weeks on October 1st, our atrium is going to look a little different. It's Missions Sunday. And one of our priorities here at Anastasia is reaching people with the good news of Jesus Christ. And we have partners within our city, our county, and across the globe that are sharing the gospel um, all around to everyone they meet. And we would love for you to see them, know them, find out what they're doing. And hopefully if you feel called, get plugged in. So mark your calendars, October 1st, you don't want to miss, it's Mission Sunday. Um, Because of your generosity, we are able to send these missionaries out around the globe, throughout our community. And we are just so grateful and blown away each week in how faithful God is to Anastasia Church through you and your generosity. There's a few ways if you would like to partner with us this morning that you can give. You can scan the QR code. You can text that number 904-441-6900, text the word connect. Or you can do the old-fashioned way, fill out an envelope, put your money in there, and we have deposit boxes around. But I just want to say thank you for supporting Anastasia, for helping us reach people each and every day with the good news of Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Lord, we're so grateful this morning for all that you've done for us. Lord, as we give our tithes and our offerings to you, God, we just pray that you would bless it in abundance. That across our city, people would come to know you because of the people at Anastasia being bold, sharing the gospel, giving of their time and giving of their money, Lord. And we just pray that we would do it all in your name and for your glory. Amen. Are you guys awake this morning? Good morning, church. Okay, just making sure. Hey, uh, today is a special day. Two things I want to tell you about. One is Pastor Walter is away in Edmonton, Canada, one of our sister churches that we have helped plant. uh, For the first time in five years, they are able to be self-sufficient. And so it's a praise that God has worked in a mighty way uh, to help raise up this church and future leaders. And so Pastor Walter is there, and he's preaching there this Sunday. So we want to continue to pray for him and safe travels. Uh, But as Pastor Walter left, he left us in good hands. Uh, We have our very own Ira Cunningham this morning who's going to be sharing the word. And um, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm super grateful for Ira. And uh, Ira has been a pastor uh, for many years, spending a lot of time in Tennessee. Um, I, I know that some, some people in Tennessee are hurting today. We won't talk about that, though. Um, but we're grateful that Ira could be here today to share the word. And Ira not only has been a pastor for many years, he leads a life group here. And when I think of somebody who embodies the wisdom and discernment of the Lord, I think of Ira. And um, so I just cherish him. I'm so glad that he's here to speak. And can we give him a warm welcome this morning as he shares the word? I am so glad that you are here. Today we start a new sermon series, Divided Heart. And we're going to be looking at 
some of the kings of Israel and Judah, and most of these kings had divided hearts. That is, they did not love the Lord their God with all their heart, soul, and strength. They, they may have given part of their hearts to the Lord, but they also gave part of their hearts to other gods. And in our lives, you know, we say, well, I'm giving my heart to the Lord. I'm giving everything to the Lord. And, and Lord, I'm setting this, this, my life aside for you. But Lord, I want to set aside some things for myself. And Lord, you can have all this over here. I'll give you all this. But, but Lord, can I have just some things over here that you don't know about? And just some of these things. If there are two parts, we have divided hearts. King David... Uh, the second king of Israel, did not have a divided heart. He loved the Lord his God with everything he had. Uh, king David sinned. We have a lot of his sins written down. And even though he sinned, as we do, David always repented. He always came back to the Lord. And he never followed after other gods. He never worshiped other gods. He always came back to the Lord repentant. He suffered the circumstances of his sins, certainly, uh, but he always came back to the Lord. But today, uh, we are talking about uh, David's son, uh, King Solomon, a divided legacy. And we're going to be in 1 Kings chapter, chapter 11. Well, Solomon was, was David's son, the, the son of David and Bathsheba. So Solomon was David's favorite son. So when, when David died, Solomon became king. He was about 20 years old. And it's a slightly overwhelming job to be king at that age. And so Solomon went in off to offer sacrifices to the Lord. And while he was in that process of doing that, the Lord appeared to Solomon. And he, he told Solomon, he said, Solomon, what can I give to you? What, what do you want from me? You know, what, what is it that, that uh, what can I do for you? What could I, if any, if, I could have, if you could have anything, what do you want? And Solomon said, Lord, I need wisdom. I need an understanding heart. I need the ability to tell right from wrong be, because I'm going to be leading your people. Lord, and I, I just need, I need help with that. And so the Lord said, Solomon, I'm going to give you wisdom. In fact, I'm going to give you more wisdom than any person has ever had, ever. The Egyptians, more wisdom than anybody has ever had. And, in fact, it's going to be more wisdom than anybody ever has after you. And so since the Lord was pleased that he had asked for wisdom and not other things, the Lord said, I'm going to give you other things too. I'm going, to give you, I'm going to give you honor, and I'm going to give you, you riches. And so with this, Solomon began his reign. And Solomon reigned in, in Israel for 40 years. During that 40 years, uh, Solomon accomplished a, a lot of great things. He built the first temple. It took seven years to build it. But he built the first temple, the greatest temple of the three that would eventually come. And... And so he's accomplishing these things. He also wrote the book of wisdom, the book of Solomon. He wrote the book of Ecclesiastes. He maybe probably wrote the, the book of the Song of Songs or the, the Song of, of Solomon. Uh, during his 40 years, he expanded the kingdom greatly, expanded the city of Jerusalem. And of course, it had the beautiful new, new temple there. And Solomon gathered wealth, and Solomon gathered wives. And these were things that God had told the kings that they should not do. First uh, Kings chapter 10 and, and verse 23, it kind of gives us a summary of Solomon's, Solomon's life. Uh, and it says this, Thus King Solomon excelled all the kings of the earth, of the, and the whole earth sought the presence of Solomon to hear his, his wisdom, 
which God had put into his mind. And every, everybody who came to see Solomon, they brought articles of silver and gold and spices and horses and just all, all of this wealth. He laid aside wealth, wasn't supposed to do that. He laid aside women. He was not supposed to do that either. If you will stand, we are going to read. This is 1 Kings chapter 11, verses 1 and 2. 1 Kings chapter 11, verses 1 and 2. Now, King Solomon loved many foreign women. Uh, do you see a problem? Along with the daughter of Pharaoh, he started out with the daughter of Pharaoh as his wife, but he added Moabite, Ammonite, Edomite, Sidonian, and Hittite women from the nations concerning which the Lord had said to the people of Israel, not just to the kings, but to all the people of Israel, you shall not enter into marriage with them, neither shall they with you. For surely they will, not might, but surely they will turn your heart away after their gods. But Solomon clung to these in love. He was passionate about these women. He held fast to them. He would not let them go. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you that we can gather in this place this morning in the freedom that we are able to, to enjoy. I thank you for those who have made this freedom possible. I thank you for those even now who maintain this freedom. Lord, speak to our hearts today. Through your spirit, help us to be responsive to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Be seated. The first thing, if you're keeping notes, there are many influences that can lead us to compromise our values. There are many influences in life that can cause us to compromise our values. And David lets in these influences of these, of these foreign women, of these women uh, who are worshiping idols, worshiping other gods. And David allowed those bad influences in. So there are many influences that can lead us to compromise our standards, our, our beliefs. We all have to be cautious, don't we? We all have to be cautious about the influences that we allow around us. You know, some we can't help, they're going to be there. But we have to be cautious, careful about the influences that we let in because we're concerned about what they will do that we, they will cause us to, you know, to, to compromise. Well, Solomon surrounded himself with these bad influences, surrounded himself with them. And so Solomon was under constant pressure, continuous pressure to give in to these temptations. Solomon knew better, like we know better, than to have a lot of bad influences in our lives. And in fact, Solomon wrote this in Proverbs 4 and 23. He said, keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. He said, guard your heart. Of all the things that you protect, guard your heart because from your heart flow all of life. We, we say that, this to our kids. We say, I, I don't, I'm not comfortable with you going to that place. I'm not comfortable with you, with you going there because we're concerned about the influence that that place could have on our kids. We say, well, I don't like you hanging around there. You know, I'm just not comfortable with you hanging around with those people or that guy or that girl. Or what. I'm, I'm just not comfortable with that. We tell our kids that, right? Because we're afraid of the influence that it, that it might bring. We tell them, I, I, don't like, I don't like you what you're viewing on the screens. I don't like you spending that much time on the, the screen, right? And you know what my kids said to me and our kids say to us often? I'm fine, Dad. Dad? I'm fine. You ever heard that? I'm fine. I can handle it. It won't affect me. How dumb do you think I am? But young, young people, let me tell you something about your parents and your grandparents. We do exactly the same thing. We find ourselves in a place where there are influences all around us, you know, that we are that we shouldn't be around and they're bad influences and we know it, you know what we tell ourselves? I'm fine. I can, I can handle it. 
It won't affect me. I'm not that dumb. I'm sure that a lot of people came to Solomon and they said, Solomon, this is a bad influence on you. The Lord said specifically, don't do this because they will lead you to worship other gods. And you know what Solomon said? I'm fine. I can handle it. It won't affect me. How dumb do you think I am? In fact, I'm the wisest man who ever lived. Don't you think I can handle this? He couldn't. And neither of us can. Neither of us can. I don't think it ever crossed Solomon's mind. I don't think he ever said, ever thought, if I marry these women who worship idols, I'm going to end up worshiping idols myself. I don't think he ever thought that. But those influences are around us and they seep in and they're constantly at, at work. Let's read on in the scriptures some more. Beginning with verse three. He had 700 wives who were princesses. Oh my. If you're married to a princess, don't complain. You don't have 700 of them. And 300 concubines. And just to be clear, if you're married to a princess, you are greatly blessed. I just want to be clear about that. And his wives turned away his heart. For when Solomon was old, his wives turned away his heart after other gods. And his heart was not wholly true to the Lord his God. He had a divided heart, as was the heart of David his father. If we lose our focus on the Lord, our perspective changes. If we lose our focus on the Lord, our perspective, how we see life changes if we lose our focus on the Lord. When the Lord is our number one priority, when we're really focused on the Lord, we're able to see life really as it is. We're able to see the Lord around us and how the Lord is taking care of us. And there I can be the best husband I can be, the best father I can be, the best grandfather I can be, the best worker I can be, the best friend I can be. Because we're there and we're focusing on the Lord and we see the Lord and we see the things of the Lord, right? And we, you know, we know that, that the Lord is going to take care of us. Something bad happens, we know it's going to be okay because that's, that's what God does. He, he makes it he makes it good. Solomon took his eyes off the Lord and he got his eyes on these women. He got his eyes on these wives and his perspective changed. Everything he saw changed. I don't, I don't know that Solomon even know that he had changed, but it says that when he was old, he, the, his wives turned away his heart after other gods, but I don't know that he even realized that he changed. Some changes are so gradual that we don't even know that they're happening. You know, we don't even know that it's, that it's taking place. So Toby calls me in not long ago and, and she'd found a small spider on the ceiling. Toby gets weird around spiders. And, and so she says, I'll, I'll, would you take care of that spider? Sure. And so I reached up to, to knock the spider down and I, I couldn't reach it. I, I couldn't reach it. It's an eight-foot ceiling. I've always been able to stand on my tiptoes and reach an eight-foot ceiling. Always. All my life. I don't remember when I couldn't do that. And I'm reaching and I'm stretching with everything I've got. And I'm not missing the ceiling by a little bit. I'm missing the ceiling by a lot. And I'm like, she's raised the ceiling? What is, what's, what's going on? But I realized that slowly... Slowly, a change has happened in me. Gravity is an influence that is just as relentless, isn't it? It is just relentless. And age, you know, that it is just relentless. It just, it's just relentless. So out of that, I realized that as we mature, we become more compact and powerful. <laughs> and I'm staying with that right there. But the influence, is, it's slow, but it gets to us. Solomon was seeing life through a different lens. Instead of focusing on pleasing the Lord, he was focusing on pleasing himself. Verse 5. For Solomon went after Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Sidonians, and after Milcom, the abomination of the Ammonites. So Solomon did what was evil in the sight of the Lord and did not wholly follow the Lord as David his father had done. Then Solomon built a high place, an altar for worship and sacrifices for Chemosh, the abomination of Moab, and for Molech, the abomination of the Ammonites on the mountain east of Jerusalem. That is the Mount of Olives. 
Solomon went to the Mount, what we know as the Mount of Olives, where Jesus spent the evening before he was crucified for our sins. That's where Jesus ascended up to heaven and where he will return from heaven uh, to get us. And he built these altars there. And so he did for all of his foreign wives who made offerings and offered sacrifices to their gods. Another thought. Our worship can can become just one of the routines of our lives. Our worship can become just one of the things we do, just another thing that we do. Worship can become just another event, you know, just just another thing that that we do no more important than anything else in our lives, but just another, another thing. You see, Solomon continued to worship the Lord. He just added these other gods to his worship. And if there are two parts, we have divided hearts. And he had a divided heart. He continued to go to the temple of God and offer sacrifices. But he went to the Mount of Olives and offered sacrifices there to these gods and to where at whatever other altars he went to and, and, he, and he worshiped there. And the Lord God became just another God to whom sacrifices were made, just another God. Look up the worship of some of these gods. I mean, the, I mean Solomon was participating in this. He was, he was okaying this and he was participating in this. Molech, part of their worship is, is child sacrifice. And, and this is what he's okaying? And this is what he's doing in Jerusalem, looking down on the temple? As far as worship was concerned in the temple, it had become political for him, ritual, maybe even fashionable, but routine. Solomon was going through the motions of worshiping the Lord, but it didn't mean much to him anymore. It couldn't have because his heart was not there. His heart had turned away from the Lord. Our praise team, uh, Pastor Bobby and, and Jordan, and, and put, to put together every week this beautiful worship time that, that we have every week, and it's just amazing. And we come in here, and we're praising the Lord, and we're lifting him up, and we're seeing his glory, and we're in the presence of God. And we're, I mean, it's just so exciting to do it with, with other people. And, and it's not the only time we're to worship, but, but it's a special time, you know, when we can, can, can come together. And so we leave here, and we're excited. We're fired up for the week, you know, because of what has happened and, and because of our experience with the Lord, Right? Solomon had lost that. That was gone from him. I don't think he could possibly have gone to the temple anymore and gotten excited and gotten fired up. The glory of God was there in the Holy of Holies, but I don't think it meant much to him anymore. But we get fired up in here, and it affects the rest of our activities. It fires up the rest of our activities. And if you don't get fired up after that worship this morning, your wood's too wet. And you need to fix that. Continue reading. Verse 9. And the Lord was angry with Solomon because his heart had turned away from the Lord, the God of Israel, who had appeared to him twice. God didn't appear to kings, but he appeared to Solomon twice and had commanded him concerning this thing that he should not go after other gods. God personally appeared and privately appeared to Solomon and said, don't go after other gods. But... Solomon didn't listen. He did not keep the, what the Lord commanded. Another thought, ask God for wisdom. He has the answers we need. Ask God for wisdom. He has the answers we, that we need. God had given Solomon all of this wisdom, but, God, but Solomon had a lot of wisdom of his own, as do we right? We have a lot of wisdom. And sometimes we think we have enough wisdom on our own that we really don't need God because, I mean, that's obvious because we don't ask God. We just go right on because we have enough, we have this figured out, right? No, ask God for wisdom. He has the answers we, we need. Solomon thought that he had enough wisdom of his own. He thought he knew what he was doing. He didn't. How dumb do you think I am? Well, That's not real smart, Solomon. 
And for us and for me, when I don't seek the wisdom of the Lord, it's not real smart, Ira. But he thought he knew what he was doing. I've come to the conclusion, I think, that I don't know what I'm doing. I just, just about all the time, I don't know what I'm doing. We need the Lord's wisdom. We need it. Uh, James 1.5 says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously, gives generously to all without reproach, and it'll be given to We will never get so wise that we do not need the word of the Lord to help us along. You're in a situation and you don't know how to take care of the situation that you're in right now? Ask God. He, He knows what's going on. You're just overwhelmed by everything going on around you? Ask God. He sees everything going on around you. You don't know which direction to go in a in an area of your life? Ask God. He knows exactly where you should go and which choice you should make. Well, we finish reading this passage of Scripture, verse 11. Therefore, the Lord said to Solomon, Since this has been your practice and you've not kept my covenant and my statutes as I have commanded you, I will surely tear the kingdom from you and will give it to your servant. Yet for the sake of David, your father, I will not do it in your days, but I will tear it out of the hand of your son. He said, Solomon, because of what you have done, Because this has been your practice, this has been your lifestyle, not like his father David who who sinned and then went back to the Lord, repented. Solomon didn't repent. We don't see that repentance there. Solomon should have been asking himself, what kind of example am I leaving behind for this people who are all around me, watching me? And the last thought is this. Our love for God and our response to God has generational impact. It has generational impact. What we do not only affects us, but it affects others as well. Solomon should have been asking himself, what kind of legacy am I leaving behind for those who are coming after me? And as a result of his lifestyle, that his, his sons and his grandsons, his great-grandsons, they were not going to be kings of Israel because of, of his lifestyle. Because God told him, don't turn away. Don't, you can't have a divided heart. You've got to love me with all of your heart soul and and strength the the i think the saddest thing about this story to me it, part of it is solomon almost gave a prophecy in proverbs 14 solomon wrote this proverbs 14:21 he said there is a way that seems right to a man but in the end it leads to death proverbs 14:12 there is a way that seems right to a man but in the end it leads to death We just don't see repentance. What we know is 300 years later, 300 years later, 16 kings later, 300 years later, those idols that Solomon built on the Mount of Olives were still there. 300 years later, and people were still worshiping at them in Jerusalem. And by that time, there were idols inside the temple complex itself. You see the legacy? It has generational impact, what we do. Generational impact. Finally, King Josiah tore down those idols and there was a revival. Look, we serve a God of love and forgiveness. We are not trapped. We serve a a God of love and forgiveness. We are not trapped. Where, Where we stand and where we are and what's going on in our lives and what we have done, we are not trapped. Forgiveness is waiting. If your heart is turned away from the Lord, turn back. If you've compromised your values, turn back to Him and repent. If you've lost focus on the Lord, look to the Lord afresh and see him in his glory. If worship has become dull and routine and you're just going through the motions of worship, oh, lift your, lift your heart to heaven and lift your, your hands in praise to him and give him honor for who he is. If you are clinging to something, David was clinging to these wives. If you're clinging to something that is bad for you and you know that it is, turn to the Lord and ask him for wisdom because God will give you the wisdom and the strength you need to deal with what you're going through. He will not hold back that wisdom. Let's stand.
in a moment, we are going to sing uh, a song. And during this time, the altar, the front steps here in the front of, the, of this room is, are going to be open. And you can come and pray here. You can come and pray. Some of our pastors are going to be here. I'll be here at the front. And, and, and you can come and we'll pray with you if you want. But you can just pray by yourself here. However God is dealing with you, maybe you need to accept Christ as your Savior for the very first time. Then do that. Maybe you need to join this fellowship. Then you do that. However God is leading you, however God is dealing with you, you respond to him. If there are two parts, we have divided hearts. We're to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, our soul, and our strength. Lord, may it be so. Caught up in your presence 
just want to sit here at your feet. I'm caught up in this holy moment. I never want to leave. Heavenly Father, this morning, we admit that there are so many times that we have a divided heart. And we'll let the things of this world distract us from God just wanting you. So God, this morning, give us an undivided heart. Let us learn long after you. Let us follow you with everything we have. God, be our everything. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Church, have a great week.